Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Well, it's a very grim morning today uh, as we are going to be covering extensively, of course, that major breaking news story from yesterday, uh, the migrant boat that collapsed. It appeared at the boat, very, very flimsy dinghy, deflated. Some thoughts that it may have been hit uh, by a larger vessel and uh, we saw almost everybody on board drowning. And that included one little girl, a young child, uh, and also five women. Although, of course, the boats, like most of those boats, full largely of young men. It's believed that 34 people were on board. Uh, some of the figures overnight, I mean, 31 or up to 33 people had died. Uh, it's, uh, it's, the, the number has been revised now down to 27. I'll go again. Far, far too many lives lost. It was in a dinghy off the coast of Calais. And uh, there is now, well, widespread calls for, well, something to be done. Those of us who've been warning it was an accident waiting to happen. It was only a matter of time. It was when, not if, our cries are being unheard uh, over the last few weeks, months and years. As we've seen more than, I mean, absurd numbers, 25,000 uh, migrants making their way across the channel. We're told they're desperate, they need to help, they need to save routes to come to the UK legally. We're also told that if we took a Australian-style approach with offshore processing, if we sent people back this pushback idea, uh, pushing back the boats into French waters, which I think we all can agree was one of the maddest ideas ever suggested, well, oh, the debate is going to continue. But certainly at least Boris Johnson and Emmanuel Macron, the French president, have at least uh, spoken on the phone about the need to do something about this now. Is this finally going to be the moment when this issue is tackled? But did we have to wait until at least 27 people, including a young child, died before we did? Well, we're going to talk about all of that throughout the show. Let's uh, introduce uh, my guest who's joining me all this morning, comedian Steve Allen. Although, Steve, I'm afraid there's going to be not much comedy in uh, the stories today. That's true. No, it's a it's a sad day. It's a day of, of realisation that more needs to be done. And you know what? That's perfectly fine that... Um, you know, some news stories never need to find any sort of lighter angle. This is about yep. this is about the shame that this has happened. This is, as you say, this is uh, things that people of all sides of this particular debate have predicted would happen. 
So if if nothing other comes out of this than people finally pulling their finger out and trying to address this issue, then that needs to be what is done. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of strong words about this. Home Secretary Priti Patel, you know, gets a front page story, you know, once or twice a week uh, uh, talking about how she's trying to deal with this. And the various ideas have been you know, following that Australian route um, uh, where they basically had, I mean, it was absolutely terrible, tragic loss of life with boats coming from Indonesia all the way to northern Australian coast. And uh, uh, the, the boat people there were basically were stopped by the fact they moved their processing for asylum claims from boat people offshore, basically just never made it onto Australian territory. And it, it kind of just killed that trade off uh, in people uh, smuggling there pretty much uh, off pretty quickly. Um, that, you know, the idea that I think Albania was the latest country that was suggested uh, they were going to pay to, to take uh, asylum seekers who came to the shore. There was the send them back to France option. There was the, as I mentioned, the, uh, you know, the patrolling the breaches. We've got, you know, 54 million quid we give the French. And now that you know, there's been this demand, could could we have our own border people uh, you know, on those on those beaches? Would that make a difference? And then, of course, um, the, the, the thing that actually you know, we're constantly being told, if we had safe legal routes, people wouldn't do this now. We all know there'll be people who would never get asylum if they claimed through a safe legal route and they would still be happening, but certainly not on the same scale. What do you think the answer is? I mean, you very much come from more of a, a bleeding art liberal angle than I do. Um, I think sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind. What would you do if you were trying to stop this today? Well, step one is you work out what are the areas on which we agree already. So even though I might approach this from a different side to you, I think we can all agree you people smugglers the problem, the criminals, the people who have caused this. So you think about which steps can bring it about. I do think there is there is some logic to say, look, if if the only way you can claim asylum in the UK is to be in the UK, why are you surprised that people are trying to get into the UK? That just seems logically tight. So finding some way around it, a way of changing the asylum system. We know that our asylum system is not working. We definitely know it today. We know that our immigration system is not working. The, I think problem part of the problem is that some of the solutions won't be front page and uh, and as aggressive as we might want them to be some of the solutions will be dull and that's all the best solutions are i find actually to most major major policy issues it's a lot of the the long-haul dull stuff that actually makes people's lives better and easier and solves problems rather than some big some big announcement that a prime minister makes yeah and that's part of the problem that some of the the ways of solving this feel like they've been designed to try and get a headline that plays well to a group of people. The pushback idea seems to be nothing other than just a good headline, but a bad idea. Yeah. And I think we need the opposite of that. It won't be exciting, but the small administrative ways of agreeing deals to try and sort this out. Yeah, I mean, but this thing, I mean, the, the suggestion I mean, certainly Boris Johnson, when he spoke to Emmanuel Macron last night, uh, he, he's uh, been uh, caught after chairing a COBRA meeting, uh, and then he spoke out saying that he believes, as, as I mentioned in the opener there, that uh, effectively uh, France was literally allowing smugglers to get away with murder. There's no doubt at all they, they are being able to get away. They, they got away with £100,000 plus of payments uh, from the people who got on that boat. It's the range of prices over about £3,000 to £6,000. Um, I mean, overloading a dinghy that's only meant for maybe sort of, you know, eight people uh, with 34 people. You know, it's an accident waiting to happen. They don't care. They literally trade in human lives and could not care less about those lives. But, you know, it is the job of our authorities to, to make sure that those people are protected, not just from the people smugglers, but even from themselves. I still... I still have an issue with people, and you see this all the time over the media, talking about these people are desperate. Nobody would put their young daughter, the little, little, one of the victims was a little girl. No one would put their young daughter, people you know, putting their babies into, you know, pregnant women, into one of these things unless they were desperate. But I know that an awful lot of people like me struggle with this idea that someone in 
Calais is desperate. Now, you're in Syria, you're in Afghanistan, you're in Iraq. I get that you're desperate, desperate to get out of the country and you will do what you have to do to get your family out. Once you're in mainland Europe, you're no longer desperate. You may well be destitute. You may well be, um, you know, wanting a better life. You may be facing a, a much harder life than anyone right now in the UK is facing. Um, and, and my heart goes out to those people. But realistically, how many are we going to take? Because there's a few billion people in this world who would like a better life and they would like it to be somewhere like the UK or, or anywhere in Europe. But once you are in France... You're not desperate enough to get to the UK to risk your life. How much do we need to tackle that issue? What is it that people who have made their way from the Middle East, from um, sub-Saharan Africa, what is it that they are seeing in the UK, that they are hearing from the UK, that they are expecting when they get to the UK, that tells them, I need to risk getting on a boat, going 20-odd miles on a boat in freezing conditions in November with a young child? What, what is going through their heads? Yeah, um, we'll never know. It's not the kind of thing that a newspaper can do a survey on and we get that opinion. That's the problem. So here on in, it will just be guesses. Uh, I think we can say that because of the time when the crossing was done, it, through the summer, everyone was saying about the conditions were so uh, calm that that's why there were more crossings. Yesterday was it was not that case, was it? I mean, it was it was not a good weather day. There must be some reason to be doing that risk. Now we can take our guesses at it and then we can have our opinions of whether it's valid or not. But the point is, people are doing it. The system needs to be changed so that fewer people are doing it. No, this... no, but, no but that's the thing. We, we, we can, no, we can, four, four um, people smugglers, the suspects have been arrested. You can get rid of them and someone else will turn up. Because if you can sell for a hundred grand, uh, uh, you know, uh, a few thousand pound dinghy uh, to get people across the, uh, the channel, you are making big money. There is a demand for it and there is always going to be a supply of people willing to give them the dinghies or sell them the dinghies and get them across and show them the route. What we need to do first is is to stem the demand for it. We, so we need to know the motivation mm. of people getting on the boats before we can stop the boats from going. But the part of the motivation is the success of the route, because if, if it yeah. were not likely that you would actually make it to the UK, you wouldn't get in any sort of boat in the first yeah. in the first place, which, again, that's just a case of people running these operations are criminals. But France needs to stop there. And we can definitely help because we will benefit from this, too. But they are criminals who are working in France. France has a responsibility to stop criminals being criminal, even if it weren't on this subject. That's just a true statement. Um, but I think so. I don't think you'll ever get to the bottom of what the motivations are because you can never truly know. I guess you can make assumptions about there being maybe a language preference or maybe there'd be uh, people that they're related to that they'd like to come to actually live their life with. Yes, the other side of the debate would be about the ease of the, the UK system. But either way, it's not as if we were going to entirely change the system. Uh, we need to sort out this problem. That I think that's almost more important and almost the only way through it will be to deal with the physical getting here, whether it is to have some system, some legal system okay. to apply or not. But then, of course, you know, then people, you know, not everyone's going to get through on that system. They're, they're not. And mm. the people who are know they're not going to and are not going to be bothering with that system. Uh, and often it can take a very long time. And again, look, we've seen the Home Office. That ain't going to speed up any time very soon, um, in which case people are still going to be going down these routes. Now, we've spoken to um, um, an expert in this field, Bella Lanky, is Bella Sankey, sorry, an awful lot of times on this. And, and she's pointed out, and, and the figures are, 
are absolutely correct that you know there are no more people coming to this country claiming asylum right now than there would normally be. So although the figures twenty five thousand more people crossing the channel, and that's you know treble more than treble what there were in twenty twenty, and of course that the the boat route became a big route because you were no longer able to get through and the channel tunnel and all the other the, the legitimate routes that way. And even even the even the illegitimate you know, hiding in the back of a lorry uh, route became much harder to do. But it's just much more visible right now. Um, and, and of course, much more dangerous. But of course, there are still dangers in the other routes that people have been trying. We've seen again and again, uh, so many people smuggled in the back of a you know a freezer lorry, people dying of cold, hypothermic, people dying, uh, being suffocated. And some horrific tragedies have happened. Um, there are many, many different ways that that, that, that people can find to, to come into this country. And some of them are getting more and more dangerous. But fundamentally, you're not going to stem the flow of these people until they no longer want to come to this country. I think you change the moral argument, because if you have a system where you can apply for asylum, then there is no reason, no moral justification for making that route, which there is at the moment. And regardless of how many young men you say are in the boat, we definitely know how many women were in the boat. So I, if you I can... never understand why people go, oh, well, it's women and yeah. therefore it's worse. Sorry, I mean, people talk about women and children in the same category. They're not. Men and women are in the same category. But so the idea of there's a boat full of people and you don't know whether they would have a good um, asylum claim. Well, if you make a system where you can make an asylum claim, you know, there's no reason to be in the boat. You lose the moral justification of there being this is the only way you can claim asylum. So you can have a stronger hand with stopping the boats. OK, um, I, I wonder whether one needs a, a moral justification for that or not. To see if Alan Morphy, we're going to look at the front pages, uh, pretty much dominated by this story. We'll also talk about the football review uh, and uh, many other stories. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.